Welcome to the Roadmap to Wealth show. The show is hosted by the Invest Tribe community, a total European resource for anyone looking to succeed in all sorts of investing. Real estate, stock market, bonds and ETFs, cryptocurrency, foreclosure, peer-to-peer lending, business and startups. Before we get to today's interview, if you are a new listener, be sure to go to investtribe.org and subscribe because we offer content, tools, and an international community of experts, newbies, and everyone in between to help people to learn investing, network, find partners, deals, and financing, and make the best investing decisions possible. Let us start the show. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Wealth podcast. Today, we are going to talk with Michelle Nuyar. Michelle is an energetic and entrepreneur and breast active business person. Serious about helping businesses grow, and she brings in depth and breadth of real business experience to each one of your clients, whether a small business owner or a multi-million dollar corporation. For Michelle, growth is about creativity, accountability, and strategy. She knows how to get her clients there because she's done it herself. Michelle is a wife, mother of three, grandmother of two, an entrepreneur at heart, and a lover of chocolate. She is also a genuine connector of people and ideas and tireless advocate for her clients. Michelle has the unique ability to help business owners feel more comfortable in who they are and what they're trying to do. Welcome, Michelle. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So before we start, let's start. Tell me about the time you started your business. How did all this start? Well, I got out of college. I had a degree in journalism and I could not find a job. I was ah. a single mom and had just gotten married. Okay. And a friend of mine introduced me to a direct sales business uh-huh. selling scrapbooks. And ah. the investment was a thousand bucks. My husband thought I was crazy. <laughs> but I took, the, you know, we didn't have a lot of money back then, but I took what we had and started a business. And within three years, I proudly was making more than my husband was. Ah, so the first, great. the first time was really out of necessity. Okay. I see. Yes. Sometimes it's, it's, it was a great success. Great. What was the hardest challenge in you in business? For me, the hardest challenge is and always has been focus. I have a ton of great ideas and I want to be, you know, I like to chase shiny things. So I get a new idea and I I go running after that. And then another idea comes and and the biggest challenge for me has been keeping focused and making sure that I follow all the way through on the most important projects, the projects that are going to lead to a business that's sustainable, that's scalable, and I have to put a lot of things like in the parking lot or the idea file to get to someday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I see. <laughs> Sometimes it can happen. Yeah. Yes. I feel that you're a very passionate person. What is, makes you passionate about your business? Why are you passionate about it? I love, from the time I was a little girl, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And uh-huh. I just, I love like learning about businesses and mm-hmm. business people and how they came up with their ideas and and over the years, I, I started my career really more as a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. trainer, and I still do quite a bit of speaking, but only in the business growth segment. Okay. And I think what makes me most passionate is 
I see, I see results for my clients. And ah, that is, yeah. you know, it's so exciting to watch them. Like I have a, a marketing firm that I've worked with for about five years and they have, you know, had growth that's six times what they started and wow. hired people and are doing work that they love. So that keeps me passionate. It keeps me excited every day about what I do. Uh, yes, I, I can. I know. I know this feeling because I coach myself. So yes, first time you start it as a very first client, you you see that you get this fantastic result. You see, wow! Finally, you can get it. You nail it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have some, you know, low moments along the way where you yes. go. Why am I doing this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes it's absolutely a mess and you say, okay, maybe I have to change something. But anyway, you know, when we get these results with clients, actually that's what we keep motivated because it's um, sometimes it can be a very pretty hard job, you know, being a coach sometimes. But yeah, when you, get, when you see these exceptional results for your clients, you say, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Tell me about a project that you consider be the most significant in your life. Oh, in addition to being married for 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know, I know. Yes. yes, I would say the most significant is I have for the last 13 years taught entrepreneurship at a local community college. Ah, yes. And the dozen or so students mm -hmm. that I have worked with who are 18 or 19 or 20 who've started a business uh -huh. has been some of the most rewarding moments of my entire career. Yes, I think so. Because when you teach the young, they're our future, yes? And you change their life at the beginning. Exactly. And it's it's a very, yes, it's very, very important, this experience you share for us, I think. So, um, if you were back in time when you became an entrepreneur and started your business, uh, what would you do differently? Well, as I kind of alluded to in the beginning, my lack of focus or, you know, too, focused on too many things. I think what I would do differently is I would choose a path, a path that I was passionate about, but that had a, a clear path to revenue. And I would stay on that path until that was for, more fully developed before I would add another thing to my business or another offering. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that in businesses now that I work with, the ones that are, it's almost like they hold themselves back uh -huh. and they grow smart versus growing fast. Yes. The other, the other thing that I would do differently is I would believe in myself sooner. Ah. I had a lot of self-doubt and a lot of insecurities as a young businesswoman. And mm -hmm. looking back now, I would tell my younger self, just be, be who you are. Like mm -hmm. be the brilliance that you have and don't worry about the brilliance that you don't have. <laughs> Because yeah, we all have, have both. Yes, we don't have both. Anyway, judging yourself, you don't need it because anyway, uh, others will judge you and they will judge you differently what, who you are or, you know, it's just a perception. Just do the best and what you can and don't judge yourself and don't judge others. See, it exactly. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, tricky question. If your business collapsed today, what would you do next? I would probably have some tears for a moment, mm -hmm. and um, I would sit outside in the backyard with my husband, and we would um, 
brainstorm one of the five or six other ideas that we sit around at a bonfire and talk about at night. Mm -hmm. And we would figure out how to start the next business. I truly, if I had to, you know, if I, if all everything fell apart, I, I could go to work for somebody else, but I don't ever see myself doing that. It would be, how could we, how could we start another business? What could we do with the skill sets that we have that the marketplace needs? Yes. Uh, have you had an experience to working for somebody already? Or you just started in the young years and never had an actually an experience to work for somebody? So I, as I said, I work for a college, um, which yes. is... Yes, but... but I also did for three years, I was the VP of sales and marketing for uh, a benefits yes. firm. Yes, yes. So you know what is it? I do know. Because yeah. actually uh, teaching at college, it's not exactly... You, it, you are a free person there, but when yes. you go to the office and you have a boss, it's a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I, I don't ever see myself going to an office and having a boss ever yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm made for that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think we all, all of us are made for that, but just a lot of people just too scared or don't know how. I don't know. It's like. Well, we will speak about it in a minute. Uh, how would you start over if you had little or no capital? So each of my businesses I've started with very little or no capital. Uh, mm-hmm. My husband and I started a construction company um, that we sold when we moved to Maine 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had we took out a small home equity loan to buy a few tools. Mm-hmm. And we literally had one project that was like two weeks of work. My husband was the only employee at the time, and we literally got out and networked. And I called every person we knew, sent postcards to every person we knew, my doctor, my lawyer, my neighbor, and we just bootstrapped from the ground up. And, you know, I look back, it was like, we didn't owe anybody any money. We didn't have big debt. I too often see entrepreneurs taking out money because they can, but Mm -hmm. that's not in the best interest of the business long term. Course. We're wanting to go out and get investors when that can really hurt the business in the long run because you've given so much of it away. So I think it's using, again, looking creatively at, okay, where, where might I be able to sneak some money out? Who do I know who could, without giving my business away, help me to get off the ground? And what's the fastest path to cash? I don't have to have my doors fully opened. You know, I've, I've watched students do little pop-up stands, little pop-up food stands, or, you know, sell their food out of somebody else's food truck to be able to get that first 500 bucks to then, you know, invest in, you know, second rendition. So I think it's, it's I, every day I get up and I, I do one thing that could potentially generate revenue. And, and so I think too often entrepreneurs get caught up in the idea. I got to build the website. I got to have my store perfect. I've got to, you know, have 14 coaching certificates and then I'll start. I always just say start and start with what's the fastest path to getting some money in the door so that then I can do some of those other things. Yes, it's absolutely true. And some people are stuck in business actually because they want to start a business or start something new, but they need to learn something first. And they go on learning, testing, uh, building, but they never actually go to where money are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. 
They might have a really great website, but if nobody's buying, it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. Yes, exactly. It's just a hobby, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. It's a, it's a very big pain for young entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I've seen that you've done a lot of things in your life, but if you can share a person who had an impact on you, it maybe it was some entrepreneur or maybe it was a mentor. I don't know if you had mentored in your life. How did they influence you and what the piece of advice maybe you can share with us? So there were a couple. Um, Zig Ziglar really inspired me as a young person. Yeah. I grew up listening to motivational cassette tapes every night yes. when I went to bed. Yes, it was at the back of the cassette tapes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but then I met a woman. Her name was Jan- Jana Kramer. She became a very good friend. She has since passed away. But she was one of the very first people to mentor me in the speaking business. Mm-hmm. And a piece of advice that she gave me about speaking is she said, Michelle, 90% of speaking is about who you are and 10% is about what you do on the platform. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what she was really telling me is grow yourself, develop yourself, be the best version of you, you know, do what you need to do to be strong and solid on the inside, because that's going to allow you to build a strong and solid business. And as a young person, I think I met her when I was probably 21 or 22 years old. Oh, okay. I, I thought, well, it's all about learning to have really good skills on stage. Mm-hmm. And that was part of it. I needed that. But what I needed was that internal strength and confidence and knowledge so that when I stood on stage, that's what came out. Yes, I see. Thank you for sharing. It's very important for our listeners, I think. So people think, yes, now we're speaking actually of um, the young uh, entrepreneurs. And sometimes uh, the young entrepreneurs, um, just somebody at speed, thinking that business is something very difficult. And it is, of course. Mm -hmm. And it always ends up in failure. Why do Mm -hmm. you think people believe this? Because I think you hear that often. You know, my one grandfather, um, I can remember him saying, well, you know, he worked at Ford his whole life. Like, there's, you, you, there's no money in that. You, you need a, a sure thing. You know, it's going to fail. And I think we all know businesses or owners that have failed. Um, statistics, though, say it's usually the second, third, or fourth business of an entrepreneur that is actually the very successful one. Yeah. You just don't hear that. And so I think it's it's fear. We fear the unknown. So it's easier to latch on to, well, I know people who didn't succeed rather than, wow, here's the people who did. And I think we're starting to see more of the entrepreneurial, the positive side of the story shared. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still a lot of that in schools, in organizations, Um with your neighbors, you know, I remember when I published a book in my twenties, people were really weird. It was ah. like, well, you're never going to sell any books. Well, who do you kind of, it, it, nobody came out and really said it, but there was this weird, like, I kind of knew people didn't think it would be successful. Oh, it's mean. Yes. And yes, the people sometimes, yes, it's, it's very important. You mentioned it. Actually, people, especially your uh, relatives and friends and colleagues, sometimes they, they bring you down because they, mm-hmm. not because they don't want you to success, 
that sometimes even <laughs> even even this too, but because they just don't believe themselves can success can get success, yeah. and they project it on you. And speaking yeah. about how many times you need to, uh, to, what you need to do, and how many times you need to test the water, I have a friend of mine, and he actually tested forty-three time business. Mm. Forty-two yeah. was a failure. Forty-two times. Yep. And forty-three, he became a millionaire. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so you know, sometimes you just need to. To do what you like, to do what you love. And never give up. Never give up, yes. Because, you know, but he's an exception, of course. I don't know anybody like him because he was just a stubborn person, you know. Mm-hmm. He tested just like, like everything. Normally, yes, statistically, <laughs> it's like something like fifth business which is succeeded, I think. Something like fourth or fifth business ideas that actually succeed. So just don't give up and uh, test the water. Exactly. Choose, yeah, test it. Choose another one, test it. So something something new will come and you will see you get it. Okay. What do you think? What skills or habits or both uh, helped you to become successful? I think the number one is just a, a spirit of positivity. You know, being able to I'm I'm also also a fighter. You know, it didn't come from money, it didn't come from, you know, the greatest of of backgrounds. But early on I I was a fighter. Like I I saw what I wanted and I was willing to go after it. And and you know, I knew hard times, I knew poverty, I knew what it was like to not have a lot. And so I didn't feel like I had huge expectations. But I knew what I wanted, you know, and, and as, the more I started to have some success, the more I kind of expanded that vision of, wow, here's what could be possible. But I think through it all, it's, it's the practice of positivity, of gratitude, and also of balance. Like, I always want to love my business, and I often see business owners, it's, they work, it's going to take a lot in the beginning, but if you don't stop to also enjoy your life, you're going to wake up one day and hate your business. And you will ruin your business, actually. You will. You will burn yourself out. And so, you know, you you think about all the traits that are, are, you know, entrepreneurial traits. I think, you know, keeping a positive attitude for me has always been number one. Yes, it's absolutely important to have a, a positive attitude and uh, also you need to love what you do. So if you don't love yeah. what you do anymore, sell the business. Close I it. agreed. Do <laughs> <laughs> something else because otherwise it's so, it's actually uh, being an entrepreneur, it's very really pretty hard actually because you work yeah. more than if you just do uh, five, seven jobs, you know. Yep. But um, if you do so... You just need to enjoy every day what you're doing. And it's like, and if you don't enjoy it, it will be a miserable life, even if they bring you some money and some, I don't know, some Sussex, I don't know, yeah. recognition, social recognition, something like this. But if you don't like it, it will be a torture. So drop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, life, I always say life is too short to be miserable. Yeah, it's just exactly. not. It, there's there's so many ways to make money. Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah. Find something else. Find something else. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. 
So, uh, yes, now it's a fun question. If you would like, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, I would be able to teleport. Uh, I spent a lot of time traveling. And if I could just, you know, go from here to Boston or here to San Francisco or here to, you know, London in a blink of an eye, um, that would be fabulous because I could get a whole lot more done in my lifetime if I didn't have to spend so many times on trains and buses and planes and And planes. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely agree. I, I, for myself, I said I would like to fly. It's not like teleportation, but almost. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites too. Teleportations can be very useful because myself, I also have a big distances because I'm located in Europe and I go to United States very often, but not only because uh, my real estate objects are in Asia too, so I actually really travel the world all the time. And yeah, yeah, I spend a lot of time in planes too. <laughs> I stay at <laughs> and actually, airports I hate airports now. But it's, it's oh, it's crazy. it's way harder to get anywhere today. And, yeah. you know, I, that's where uh, patience <laughs> comes in. Yes, 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 absolutely. So being able to teleport, it can be a very great, great power, I think, yeah. All right. Uh, if you, by magic, you could back, get back in time and uh, talk to your 18 years old self, what would you say to yourself, young girl? I would say dream bigger believe more and stop worrying about the things that don't matter. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 50 this year and I feel more comfortable in my own skin and mind and potential than I ever have. And I would tell my 18 year old self, stop worrying about what other people think. Stop worrying about what you look like. Stop worrying about if you're ever going to get there and just do it, you know, just do it. Um, and and some of it I did, and and some of it took me a lot longer to learn. Yes, it can. Yeah, I think we all of us, when we were just young, we have a self doubt. Most of us, yeah. in, in the teenager, it's it's never easy. I have my son who is also in this rich age, and I can see this also. He's comparing to others, and he is not sure what to do next and everything. So, but. Yeah, if maybe it's a it's a part of the game to sell doubt. Yes, and yeah, with, with the age we became wider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What are you not very good at? Oh, I'm not very good at the details. Ah, me neither. <laughs> I'm a big picture thinker. Yeah, um, it was it was funny just. The day before yesterday, I had posted a blog and, you know, I have somebody edit it, all my blogs, except I didn't send it to my marketing, you know, editing person this time. My husband's like, um, did you know there's a typo in there? I was like, of course there is. Um, and so that for me, it's like, I know how to write. I know what it says, but I don't see those things. You know, I'm focused on the big picture. So I need to surround myself with people who are good at the details, who do see the minutia uh, because I'm likely to miss it. Not because I, I don't know it. It's simply because I'm focused on what's (laughs) too small. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I, it's it's my it's my profile too. Actually, um, I also I have I don't know hundred projects in a week. All of them are great. I want to implement them all. So uh -huh. I have somebody to stop me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And also, I am always do the, the you know the, the main thing, and I don't worry about the small details. And after this is always a disaster. So actually, um, for us, the people like this, we are actually creative persons. We are mm -hmm. create the, the ideas, and we need it. But we also need to be um, partnered, or I don't know, have somebody in our team who actually can go and take all the details and implement the details mm -hmm. and stop us yes. from being this, uh, I don't know, 100% a day by an hour speed and slow us down to, so finally the project can can be real. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we just don't. <laughs> <laughs> or it's exactly. Not, it's, not, it's not real, those ideas, yeah. What yeah. is your favorite way to unbind after a, high day, a hard day? In the summer, we have a pool, so I like to swim. Ah. Um, yes. In the winter, when it's, you know, freezing here and it's dark in Maine, um, usually it's just, you know, snuggle up on the couch with my hubby and watch Netflix. Ah. Um, you know, I like to, when the weather's not too cold, get out and snowshoe. Um, but normally at the end of the day, you know, my husband is my person, how, always has been. And, you know, it took to, to to get together at the end of the day, whether we swim together or just hang, is um, that's where I unwind. That's where I process my day. He is my detail person. He is that ah, that um, yes. yes. And so he points out things to me that I would never see, uh -huh. and I think I help him to dream a little bit bigger. Yes, that's that's, that's a perfect marriage, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Okay, uh, again, a tricky question. If you ha could have a dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? So Zig Ziglar would be on my list. Yes, I understood it. <laughs> um, my grandfather, my Papa John, um, he's been gone for a couple of years and just miss him. Yes. And then um, I would love to meet Brené Brown. I loved the work that she's been doing and um, watching her grow her career. Very different work than I do, um, but would love to, you know, sit down face to face with her. Or Oprah. She was one of those women, you know, years when I was a younger woman who was really doing things other women hadn't done. Um, and to talk about what was that like and how did she build kind of that following. So, yeah. And I could probably go on. There's lots of, you know, I just look at my bookcase here and I think, oh, I would love to meet her and him. <laughs> yes, I see. That's a good choice, actually. They're absolutely amazing people. Uh, if you receive $10,000 like this out of blue, what would you use the money? How would you use the money? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would love to do, so I um, participate in a few different business plan competitions, one for a bank here, one for an organization that's kind of like a shark tank. They mm -hmm. televise it here in Maine. So if I receive $10,000, I would like to run a, um, a small like shark tank just for the students mm -hmm. that I have taught maybe in the last three to five years who are serious about being in business or already have a business mm -hmm. and use that as 
you know, maybe they get $5,000 up front and then there's, you know, some kind of $5,000 a year later so that there's that incentive. Um, I just think that would be really fun. The other idea that I've had, I'd probably need more than 10 grand, but each semester students write a business plan. Mm-hmm. And I have, and I've never taken the time to follow through. Another great idea I've had yeah. that if I had, you know, 50 to 100,000, we could actually have a, a, a second year course, like a higher level course for students who are really serious about entrepreneurship. We could pitch 10 or 15 ideas, choose one, and actually take a year and do an independent study and start the business. And I would love to be able to see what that looked like. Yeah. I hope this idea will be realized one day because it's absolutely beautiful. And I've told students about it. And I'm like, okay, if you have any rich uncles or anybody that wants to give, you know, a bunch of money so Mm -hmm. we could do this. I've had students who are like, I'd come back and take the class. Like, if you ever do that, you know, sign me up. So. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But maybe in the future it will. Maybe. Okay. It's actually a brilliant idea. I think it's, uh, it it has a future for it. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Useful. Yeah. I hope so. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Yeah, I already have some ideas, students, <laughs> but yes. something else. Um, number one, I think if we all did this small thing, the world would change, is to smile. Absolutely. To be kind. You know, people do business with people that they like. Yes, there's a lot of other things that, you know, we could solve in the world, but, but I, I make it a kind of a weird practice. Like when I'm out, I intentionally like smile at people. And I think sometimes people think I'm like a creeper. <laughs> realize, yeah, like what's, why is that lady smiling at me? What's her problem? Or, you know, I got on the bus the other day and the guy's like, you're way too happy. And I was like, I'd rather be that than the opposite. And I think no matter what our personality style, I tend to be more outgoing, but we can all do a simple smile and it increases our energy and it changes our, the way our brain operates. And, and we need more of that, just being nice to people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's everywhere in the world, actually. Uh, yeah. Yes, because yeah, uh, yet again, in the United States, people are rather smiley. You know, <laughs> there are other mm-hmm. parts of the world that people don't smile at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I now I'm more. I say pass more the time in Spain. It's okay here. People are very happy. <laughs> it's a very happy nation. <laughs> but sometimes I don't know. But sometimes you go somewhere and just say yes. It's so cold. No, and yeah. it brings distances between people, and by consequences, doing business with them it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, so yes, yeah. you can just be open and smile and uh, be nice and kind to each other. It will be just positive for us and for our business and for our life and our well-being, and even mm-hmm. even we will live longer life. You know, exactly. It was ever some studies and say that if you laugh at least five minutes a day, it, we will live something like 10 years longer. I'm not sure about these numbers, but it was something like this. It was a scientific. Yeah. So we need to smile more and laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Have more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and work with fun too. 
Okay. Yeah. What is your next step? What is coming up on your horizon? I am very excited. I am hosting my very first business growth retreat here in Maine in October. Uh So we will have um, 15 business owners and some of their team here. We've we've got a beautiful inn on the ocean that is just phenomenal on the coast of Maine. And we will be spending two days working with this group of entrepreneurs on how to get ready to really make 2020 their best year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ah, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It has to be great. I love this kind of stuff. I also have my boot camps on real estate investment and the place where you can uh, actually really see the people, meet, share with them. Mm -hmm. And um, it's my favorite, actually, working with small groups like this. So congratulations. And I hope you will have this kind of boot camp or workshops uh, as long as you want. Yeah. What is your best advice you can give to the listeners of this podcast? I would say stay the course. So many times with business owners, I see they do these fits and starts. They get really motivated and they do a bunch of marketing or business development or work on some projects. And then they either get busy or distracted or get working in the business again. And they're not consistent. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, whether it's business development should be consistent, but whatever it is, it's like narrowing that focus and just staying consistent, staying the course. Um, because over time, that focus, that intense focus coupled with consistency, you know, over and over again mm-hmm. is going to make that business a lot more successful than when you're zigzagging all over the place and Absolutely. starting and stopping and changing gears. Absolutely. And have fun. I mean, yes. it, 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 it's got to be. If you don't love what you do, as we said earlier, go find something else. Mm-hmm. You know, start another business, choose another career. Uh, life is too short to be miserable and grumpy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, what is the best way to reach you? Uh, probably my website, which is uh, newyar, N-U-Y-A-R.com. My email address, my social media handles are all on there, so people can reach out and connect. I uh, would love to you know, hear from them. Okay. Thank you very much, Michelle, for your time. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and see you next time. Thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes over at investtribe.org. See you next week on the Roadmap to Wealth show.